Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Come on, if you love him, we can do better than that. Let's open our mouths and tell him something from our heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we bless you this morning. You're here in the sanctuary and we magnify your name. We're giving you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise because of who you are. You are a great God and we magnify you. Lord, and we continue to move in this place because we, we know you're here because we feel your presence. And we thank you for coming, Holy Spirit. Continue to move. Let the word go forth with an anointing that breaks and destroys the yoke. Let it go forth with an anointing that makes the teaching of the word easy. And we'll just give you glory. And then when we leave this place, we won't leave the same way we came. But we'll leave with a greater desire to serve you. And we bless you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, put those names, those hands together. Thank God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. God is just good. God is good. Amen. It's so good to see those of you who are here. And we welcome those of you who are online. Thank God for you all this morning. Because we didn't have, you didn't have to come here. Those of you who are in the house, you didn't have to come here. You could have gone to any one of these other 5,200 churches in South Carolina. <laughs> You could have been anywhere today. And those of you online, you could have tuned in anywhere in the world, go to church. But you're with us this morning. And we just bless the Lord for you. Whether you listen to it live or you've come back and you've come back later and listen, we bless the Lord. And especially, let me speak to those of you who come back later and watch it. We bless God for you too. Amen. Amen. There is a, 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 a subject that the Lord, a message that the Lord has put on my heart. And... Um, as Bishop taught the last couple weeks on from translation to transformation. And as he was teaching that last week, it, it, it just, I know the Lord dropped this in my heart. He dropped this in my heart. And I, because, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to those two messages, go back to the, um, to either to the webpage or to the Facebook page and listen to those subject to those messages because it's truly, truly a word from the Lord. It shows us that just getting saved is not all God has for us. It's not all that the Lord has for us. Salvation is not enough. It's not it. Because that was it. took us out of here. But he left us here. So and then the word tells us how we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So he took us there, and it, it was just, I don't want to go back and preach the message because it's going to use my time this morning. But, and I, you know, I really had a part of his message in mind typed, and I went, I said, I can't do that. This message is going to be too long. So I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen. I deleted that this morning. So let's go back and listen to the, the message that the, that the Lord gave Bishop this uh, last, the, the last two weeks, some word, awesome word. And I really bless the Lord. Y'all, it's an honor that I have, and I probably don't say it enough, but I'm honored to serve the Lord in ministry with my husband. I am, and I thank God for that. I really thank God for that. Amen. I bless the Lord for him because not only is he an example in the house here, but he's an example in our house at home. And we're a firm believer that ministry begins at home. Ministry begins at home. If you're kicking the dog and, and hollering and hitting your wife and cussing your wife out, that's not ministry. But true ministry is to love God and to love people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I thank God for this man of God, that God had favored to find me. Amen. Amen. He came a long way and found me. But at least, what, 600 miles, baby? And found me. But he found a good thing. And he is favored of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I bless the Lord. I was listening a few, uh, few days ago. Uh, when Bishop and I went away a few months, couple months ago, we met a, a man of God prophet of God and his name is Jesse McCree and he um, he had a conference not too long ago and I, I was listening to the conference and one one of in one of the sessions that he that he said he gave an example of how um, he had, how he had, was teaching one day and he just asked the people in the audience to give some adjectives or descriptors of, of how they felt about God I think that he said, I think he said how I felt about Jesus. 
And then the people started saying so many different things. And then, so this, it came back to mind. So when I was teaching Tuesday night in Bible study, in the ladies' Bible study, I, I asked the ladies who were on, and you all, ladies, you all should join us on Tuesday night. Take out a, let me just kind of take out a pen right here and a pencil. For those of you who are online too, um, please make sure you come, make a note, make a note in your phone or whatever you need to do to join us on Tuesday night on Bible studies. And men, you do the same, do the same in the men's Bible study because we're having wonderful times of, of where the word is changing us. The word is changing us. It starts with me. I say this women's Bible study starts with me because it, God is teaching me more about who he is and teaching them. And if I'm, what I'm hearing from the men, he's teaching them more about who he is. So we were, I was on the women's Bible study Tuesday night and I asked those who were in attendance, give me some descriptors of the love of God. And it was really wonderful. They said he's amazing. And I don't have time to give you all of them. They said he's amazing and his love is unconditional, marvelous, awesome, magnificent, fulfilling. This is just some of them. I mean, once I got the pump, the pump started going. Oh my goodness, they just kept on. I just asking everybody just give me one. I mean, they just kept on going and the ones coming back and giving me two and three. And it was really wonderful. They said it was his love is unfailing, is patient and true, insp inspiring, gracious, out of this world, Sharonette. Never ending, splendid, gracious, faithful, forgiving. I mean, and it went on and on and on. And as as Prophet Jesse did, he, I, I, I asked them, now ask yourself, does these describe your love? Is your love amazing, limitless, out of this world, unconditional, forgiving? Is your love? Faithful? Is it unfailing? Is it never ending? Can someone describe your love as being splendid? We describe God's love that way. But now, when people entertain us, can they entertain God's love? Can, can they entertain the love that we display as being true and patient and unfailing? My question then is, should our love for people be any different than our love, than God's love is for people? Or let me even make it more personal. personal. Should our love for people be any different than God's love is for us. Let's, let's go there with it. Should it be any different? Should my love for Dale or my love for Sharonette, should it be any different than God's love is for me? And we need to seriously examine that today. All right? Y'all pray with me. Let's go first to 1 John 4 and 17. 1 John 4 and 17. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. That scripture tells us that the same way he is, so should we be in the world. The same way that he is. It says, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So if God's love is amazing, then our love should be amazing. If God's love is forgiving, so we should be forgiving. If God's love is unconditional. And how many of us ex have experienced the unconditional love of God? Because I dare say if, if I were to ask all of us. If we had gotten what we deserve, Brother Kofi. We would have been in hell. 
But if it wasn't for the love of God in our lives, where would we be? Let me go on. I got a long way to go today. So that's what I want to talk about today. God's love, I mean, love God and love people. At salvation, we were brought into the, fam the loving family of God by the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4, 11 and 13 tells us this. It says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. For his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him. You all are quiet today. I need some amens. Hereby, I, I know you're listening. I know. I see the listening look on your faces. Hereby know, maybe I should have saved that last part to the end, shouldn't I? Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Hereby we know, verse 13, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And anytime you see that capital S, Spirit, he's speaking of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. We have been given the power to display his divine love in every situation we face. This is what marks us as his children. This passage here in 1 John shows us that his power, this power dwelling in us, should be seen by the love we have for one another. So our love should be amazing. Our love should be unconditional. It should be marvelous. When people entertain us, they should entertain a love that's true and unfailing. They should be able to look at us and wonder. They may not even know that we've been born again. But they should be able to say, hmm, something different with him. Hmm. What is that about her? I don't know. But they should want to be around us. Because they're feeling real love. There's a difference in the love of God and the love that the world has. There is a difference. And people should want, when, they come, when we come into the room, people should say, oh, Lord, here she come again. No, but they should expect to feel a difference when we come in. And it's not because we're saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know somebody got in a fight, an evangelist, got in a, a fist fight, and then said, that's not my character. That's not my character. I'm an evangelist. But you are love. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are love. So we should not have the same attributes of the world. Our character should be different than that of the world. Let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. Help me here, Lord. Love is our spiritual identity. It's who we are. It's what we are. Identity is the characteristics determining who or what a person or a thing is. So if I don't have love, where am I spiritually? I shouldn't say if I don't have love. If I don't display love, where am I spiritually? The test of your spirit or our, not your, our spiritual location is how much we love. The test is how much we love. If we're not loving, if we're not showing the love of God, then we may be still babes in Christ. You want to know a real, real test of, how, of where we are spiritually, how quick we forgive? How quick we forgive? How long we hold, whether or not we hold grudges? Whether or not we hold on to things we shouldn't hold on to. 
Are we understanding? Check. We need to check ourselves. The word tells us that we need to examine ourselves. Examine your own self. It shouldn't be somebody has to come to me and say, boy, Carlene, you really need to get it together. Because, you know, you this and you that. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But I need to periodically examine my own self to see where I am in my walk. If I'm still holding on to stuff somebody did to me or holding on to things and not showing the love of God and people don't want to be around me because of my character, I need to check to see and realize rather, not just check to see, I need to realize that I'm not growing spiritually. Again, love is our spiritual identity. It is the thing that shows the world and the church who we really are, who we really are. And, and it shows how and how we love should show what we are. It should show that we're children of God. It should show that we are those who are children of the light. That we are light. That we are light. Matthew, the 22nd chapter, the 35th to 40th verse. In this, in this passage here, there were some, the Sadducees, Jesus had already talked to the Sadducees. They were trying to trip him, trip him up, and he had answered them. And the Pharisees, okay, they, one of the Pharisees, they decided they were going to try to come and see what they could do. So he said in the 35th verse, it says this, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. In other words, we need to love God. Love God. And, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's what Jesus said. So now he, what he's telling us is that we should do what? Love God and do what? Love people. Let's say it again. Love God and love people. Manifesting love to the world is our true assignment. Y'all, I say this, and, 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 and God knows it's the truth. Lord, help me. And it's, it, it's dark out here. It's dark out here. If you don't believe it, put your spiritual antenna up. Tune your antenna. Tune into the, you know how the old radio used to try to find the station? Tune into God. And you'll see, y'all, it's dark out here. I mean, it's, you can feel darkness. It's like you feel, it, 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 it's just like it almost... If, if it wasn't for God, it's like it would almost be overwhelming. It's dark out here. Being a servant of God means to minister the love and the knowledge of God. Our true purpose in ministry is to carry his love and knowledge throughout the whole world. And when I say the whole world, wherever you are, when you go back to your country, you carry the love of God. When you came over here from your, from your country, you carried the love of God. Same thing with wherever you all are from, whenever, wherever you go, if you go, even if you just go to visit Europe, if you just go to visit uh, Mexico, wherever you may go to visit, we're supposed to always be conduits of the love of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we're supposed to minister to whomever and wherever the Lord directs and say whatever and do whatever the Lord directs. True ministry is to first be the expression of God's love for others to experience. True ministry, and I want you to hear this, is to first be the expression of God's love for others to experience. What does this mean? It is, first of all, it is to let others who need to feel and experience the character of God. People need to know that God is real. Not only do they need to know that God is real, but they need to know that God is love. There are people out there, if you just sometimes just have a conversation. Some people are really bitter. Some people, and it's, it's, 
life has dealt some people some hard blows. I dare say all of us. But if it wasn't for the Lord on our side, some of us would have lost our minds. For real, for real. And, and but just imagine people who've gone through things that we have gone through without God. Imagine how they are. You wonder sometimes why some of our coworkers are just, every time, life sometimes has done that to them. But can we look past some of their, and their ways and just love them? Do you know love, there is no weapon against love? What can we fight against love? Who, who can fight love? And the reason I say that you can't fight love, because John declares that God is love. And so if God is love, there is no weapon that we can fight against God. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is true ministry is to communicate God's love to those who need to experience it. They, it's to communicate God's love to those who need to experience it. This is not just to say, folks. There's some folks here in the church that are hurting. Sometimes the lady who walked by, the man who walked by you and didn't speak, they didn't mean anything. They didn't mean anything, mean anything at all. Sometimes it's got so much on their mind. Or they may have spoken sharp. Or they may have had so much going. You don't know. But... One of the things to understand about love is that it ain't about us. <laughs> it's not always, you know, a lot of times we think we're the one. They did this to me. We don't know sometimes what provokes people to do. And this is not to make excuses for, but if love understands, love causes us to pray. Love causes us to make, and you know, sometimes, and this is something the Lord has challenged me to do, is to make a prayer list. So when I go in prayer, read those names before the Lord, and I, and I declare, I was saying, Lord, this list is getting kind of long here, which means I got to stay there and pray for all of them. You understand what I'm saying? Because if he's, and a lot of times people ask you to pray for them, and then we forget, especially when we get in certain generational age groups. But somebody understand, then write it down. Write it down. And then it's not even just necessarily about age. Just write people's name. Because people need us to love them enough to pray for them. God, help me here this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. People in the church are hurting. People in the world are hurting. And just because somebody smiles does not mean that they're not hurting. But if we're sensitive to the spirit, we'll understand. We'll understand. The, the Holy Spirit will allow us to see past what they're saying and what they're doing, even if we're the target, and give us a word as to what to say in season. Help us here, Holy Ghost, this morning. True ministry is led by the Spirit. It's listening to the Spirit and saying and doing what it is that he says for us to do and what it is, whatever he tells us to say. It is this walk of love that the apostles witnessed in Christ. Jesus, those three and a half years that Jesus was here, he wasn't just here, just doing stuff. He was training people. He was training the disciples, his disciples on a whole kingdom mindset. He was training them on, on what the difference in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. He came introducing them to a whole new way of thinking. Let me, let me see. Let me show you something. First of all, there were things that, um, that were taught in the law, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But Jesus said, I come give you. No, we're not going to do it that way. Now we're going to love. He taught them. He said, he, I mean, there were so many things he taught them. If, if rather than... If you go, if go back sometime, just really seriously, go back and read Matthew 5. Read, not just read the Beatitudes, but read that whole chapter there where you see how he taught. Let me go there. I'm getting ahead of myself, but we're going to go there now. Go to Matthew, let's see where am I? Where, Matthew, the fifth chapter. I'll go there. Myth, the fifth chapter. Yes. And the 43rd verse. 
Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. This is a whole different mindset that Jesus is teaching now. Matthew 5, I'm here in verse 45. That ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the good and the evil and on the good. He doesn't just shine the sun on, the sun doesn't just shine at your, our house, at church folks' house. When the sun shines, well, let me go back. Before you knew Christ, the sun was shining on your house. <laughs> Amen? So he makes the sun shine on the good and the evil. Praise the Lord. Where am I here in my, word, my, my, my lesson here? All right. He makes the sun to shine on the good and he sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. On your street where the same people live, their grass green, everybody else is brown. No, it isn't. He lets the, the rain fall on the just at the just house and the unjust house. Matter of fact, sometimes the just unjust folks look yard look better than the just folks. Praise the Lord. I could say there's some ministry in that too, but y'all think about that. For if ye love them which love you, your what reward have ye? He's still teaching a different mindset. If you only do good, if I'm only doing good to Michelle, because Michelle loved me. If I'm only doing good to Sedarius because Sedarius loved me, and let's say me and Lula don't see eye to eye, so I can't do good to Lula. No. What reward is that for me? Hallelujah, Jesus. Do not even as the publicans do. Do not do as the sinners do. And if you salute only your brethren, what do ye more than others? If we only, if we only greet the saints. Now, I see somebody who's not of the household of faith. Let me just say it that way. And I can't talk to them. I can't talk to them because they may cuss. You used to cuss. Some of us. My family going to hear this, so let me qualify that. Y'all just never heard it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I did under my breath. God heard it. <laughs> Y'all never heard it. Praise the Lord. So if we only salute the saints, what do ye more than others? Do not also the publicans or folks who are not saved do that? So he's teaching a whole new mindset. We got to be kind to everybody. We got to show the love of God to everybody. This is what you call practical salvation. This is what we call practical living, practically living holy. We, he taught us to be merciful. He said, if you go to pray and remember that your brother have an ought against you, leave your gift at the altar and go and be reconciled to him. We don't even think about that. We don't think about things like that. Even if we offend somebody and we do step on people's toes, we don't always get it right. How quickly are we willing to go and say, I'm sorry. Oh, praise the Lord. I need some amen to you. That's all right. I'm, I got it all written out before me. I'm going to keep it on. We can show true love only through the power of his spirit. Let me go back here. I need to hurry on here. I need to hurry on. Hallelujah. I want to give you an example of how Jesus showed true love to his disciples. Jesus was a master teacher. He was a master teacher. We got some good teachers in this church, but Jesus was a master teacher. Let me give you, let's, let's, let's look at this. At the Last Supper, at the Last Supper, Jesus was there talking with his disciples, giving them his last sermon. He was telling them the last messages, the last things that he was going to share with them before he was killed. Hallelujah, Jesus. He told them that one of them was going to betray him. Read that. I want you to go back sometime and read Matthew, I mean, John 13. The whole, read that whole chapter in there. And, and he told them, he said, one of, one of y'all, they all sitting in a room. Remember, they all in this room together. He, they had prepared for the Last Supper. And he told them one of them is going to betray him. 
and explain to them, he said, it's the one that I dip bread in the dish and give it to him. That's the one. They, and the, new, uh, the King James says, it's the one that I, what, how did it say, that I give the sop. In other words, that was bread. They had like either dipped it in a gravy or some kind of liquid or whatever, and then they ate that. God help. But now, the amazing thing to me about that whole thing is that each one of them, everybody in the room except Jesus, start asking, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Jesus already knew. Jesus already knew that it was Judas. Jesus already knew who it was. He knew it was Judas when he picked him. He knew it was Judas when he picked him. But he never, and I think we talked about this before, but he never treated Judas any differently. So when they said, when he says, one of y'all are going be, to betray me, he, they didn't even know it was Judas. And obviously, even at the Last Supper, Judas was sitting close enough to him because he dipped it and gave it to him. Let's go on here. The, the Bible says in First John, I mean in, in John 13 and 2, the second verse, it says this. It tells us that the devil had already entered into Judas's heart. So this wasn't anything new. He was already planning. He was already plotting. But let's look at John 13 and 27 through 29. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him that that thou doest, do quickly. Jesus and said in the whole room for everybody to tell him. They didn't even know what was going to go. Let's look at this. Now no man at the table, they heard what he said, but no man at the table knew for what intent he spake unto this. And I'm, I'm, showing, I'm saying this because I'm trying to get you to see, this is an example of love. This is an example of love. And Jesus is teaching the, the, the disciples how to love. And what real love really looks like. All right. Verse 28 again. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought because Judas had, a, had the bag. Because Judas used to keep the money bag. That Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of, of against the feast. Or that he should give something to the poor. So some of them are thinking Jesus is sending him out on a ministry assignment. They had no clue. Jesus didn't tell them. He didn't even let on to them that this is what was going to happen. And they didn't even know what he meant when he told him, what's in your heart, go do it quickly. Now, is that love? He knew, and Jesus knew the route that he was going to go. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen as a result of, 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 of Judas betraying him. But yet, he had not treated Judas any differently. Because sometimes if we treat this one differently, then these over here are going to start treating this one differently. Because if love is not perfected in them, if they see me treating this one differently, they're going to start looking at this one the way I look at them. And I'm not just saying that for me being pastor. I'm just saying that, period. On our jobs, if I'm treating, again, if I'm treating Dale wrong, let's say all of these over here working together, all y'all over there work together. Dale, you work at elementary school now. Okay. <laughs> Dale, let's say if at our school... Um, Rich Hill Elementary School, then I'm treating Dale. I got a problem with Dale, but I'm close to all of these. All of these, bless you. All of these now know that I got a problem with Dale. So all of them start shunning Dale. Why? Because love is then not perfected in them. It's not perfected in me because I'm shunning her. And then I'm making sure they know 
then I got a problem with them. So I want them to treat her like I treat her. Y'all better be careful of Dale. Cause let me tell you about her. Uh-uh. And let me tell you what we do in the church. Lord, what kind of time I got? Let me tell you what we do in the church. Y'all better be careful of Dale. We, no, 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 no. We, in the church, we don't say y'all better be careful of Dale. What we say in the church, y'all, we need to pray for Dale. Because she did so and so and so and so. But no prayer ever takes place. Why couldn't you just pray? Why can't you just put her on your prayer list and pray and believe God that something's going to happen? But we have to examine our hearts. We have to examine our motives. We have to stop and see why we do some of the things that we do. All right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This example, what Jesus gave, showed his disciples, was an example of what real love looks like. And then after this, Jesus tells them in John 13, 34, on down in the same time they were talking, he says, it's a new commandment now I give you. Now remember, he's already taught them about in the Beatitudes. Back in Matthew, he taught them. Now he's showing them what real love is. He's saying now, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Teachers, y'all know, you show, you teach, you give an example. You don't just say it, but then you give an example as to how it's done. And then, but he said, now love like I've loved, that ye also love one another. That, well, let me go back. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one for another. If you have love one for another. Jesus was the master teacher. He first showed them what real love looks like. And then he told them to continue in that same love. I hope I'm not boring y'all this morning. I'm almost finished. John 15 and 8. Let's go there. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. That ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. How many of us say we want to follow God? Don't raise your hands. We say we want to follow God. Yes. But Jesus is saying here, he's still teaching. In John, still that same last supper. Herein is my father glorified. That ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. And then he says this. And this is important here. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. But then that's not all. I want us to look at that last part of that scripture. And just read it to yourself. Continue ye in my love. He wasn't just talking to the disciples. He was talking to us too. The same way the Father loved me, this is what Jesus is saying, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. We must love God and love people. This is what glorifies God. Glorifying God means worshiping God. To give him, to adore him. Because God, let me tell you something. God is all about people, you know. Everything God did, he did it so that he could have a family. So that we could be birthed. He sent Christ to go through everything he went through. The horrific things he faced. So that we could be birthed into the family of God. The family of God is a loving family. The family of God is love. That's the character of God's family. Because the Father is love. And we bear the seed of the Father in us. So we, are, we should be, we are love. 
And if we're not manifesting it, we've got to look at ourselves and wonder why. This is not for me to say, yeah, child, I know about uh, Katrina. Mm-hmm. Love. <laughs> Love. Yeah, y'all know. I, we do that in America, too. Well, y'all, y'all just take it on to another level. But, hmm, we just do that. Y'all just... <laughs> we, we, we should not talk about other folks' love. I should love her enough if I see her off or see her not loving. My responsibility, my the love in me for her should take her to the Lord. And if God says to me to go talk to Katrina, I need to go talk to Katrina. But I shouldn't have to go through Dale and Chrisal to talk to Katrina. I should go to Katrina. Because it just might be I gained my sister. It might be she has fallen. Maybe she fell. Maybe she's in trouble. Maybe she's whatever. Then that discussion should be between me and Chris, 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 Katrina. As opposed to me putting it out in the whole church and the whole church looking, looking at her funny. Because when she, and she will, because, and I know she, and I'm, I'm not saying that's where she is now because I don't know nothing about that. But let's say she has fallen. And if I earnestly pray for her, when she stands back up, because God does hear and answer prayer. When she does shake herself and come out of from wherever she is, then I've gained my sister. The kingdom of God is edified. As opposed to, and then nobody then has to know what happened to her unless she, that's her story to tell. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah, Jesus. That's why it's so, so important for us to continue in the love of God. Herein is the Father glorified, verse 8, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in ye in my love. We must love God. We must love God. And we must love people. We can't love God without loving people. We cannot love God without loving people. Verse 10 says this, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Continue in his love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Remember, Jesus is a master teacher. He did it. He, said, he told us what to do. He showed us what to do. Now he, and he, then he gave us all the tools we need to do it. And so now the expectation is for us as children of God to abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Often we, sim we seek to simply be happy. I want to be happy. All of us want to be happy. But happiness is situational. What I want, I'd like to be happy all the time, but that's not even realistic because stuff is going to happen in life. Happiness, like I said, is situation. But he didn't say that my happiness remain in you, nor in your happiness might be full, but he said that your joy might be full. True joy comes from God. Like I said, happiness is circumstantial, but joy is a state of being. It's what goes on the inside. Even when everything may be going wrong, we can still have the joy of the Lord down on the inside. That's where, that's where we need to go. God, I want my joy to be full. How, do, how is my joy full? Keep the commandments of the Lord. Abide in his love. The same way that Jesus kept his commandments and abided in his love. Then our joy will be full.
Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm ahead of myself. I'm almost, I'm almost finished. We can only show the true love of God through the power of the Spirit. That's important. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us for something more than for us to do this and this. He's in us to live, to live the power of the kingdom, the love of the kingdom through us. Jesus shows us, Jesus shows us that he has extended the love and fellowship that he has with the Father to us. He has extended the love and the fellowship that he has to us in closing. Jesus and his father had a special fellowship. Can we agree there? Can we agree there? It was a bond that they had. Christ died so that we can have and enjoy the same fellowship that Jesus had with the Father. At salvation, the Father's Spirit took residence in us and he birthed us into that love relationship. Into that love relationship. That we can have the same fellowship. The same fellowship. And not only would our fellowship be with Christ, but our fellowship would be with one another. Just imagine if you were walking in a love fellowship with God, and you walking and you walking, and all of each one of us is walking in a love fellowship with God. What would happen when we come together? Just imagine how the love of Christ would flow. And anybody coming in among us, my goodness, it's nothing but love. When I walked into that door of that church, felt nothing but love. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be the hand, okay, the hand, and this finger's hurting. This finger's hurting. And the rest of the fingers disown it. But if this finger hurts, this one's going to rub it. We're going to all rush. We should all be able to rush to the one that hurts the most. That's what real love is. And then the world will see that same love. The world will see that same love. We will come into the fellowship with God, with Christ, and with one another. Hallelujah, Jesus. In order for us to do this, where we've been off, where we haven't been loving like we need to love, what we need to do, be willing to admit, I haven't been loving like I should. I haven't been loving like I should. This thing hadn't been right. I haven't treated my wife right. I haven't treated my children right. I kicked the dog on my job. They can't say that that's a real Christian. As a matter of fact, people don't want to go to, don't want to know God because of me. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got to see that we can simply ask God for forgiveness but let me tell you something what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not crying. Forgiveness is doing an about face. If I'm going in this direction right here, and this is what I've been doing over here, this is what forgiveness is. Turning around and doing something different, completely different than what I used to do. Completely different from what I used to do. Forgiveness Asking for forgiveness, but don't just let it be mouth. Let it come from the heart. Let it come from the heart. Really mean, God, I'm, I've said this more than one time. Forgive me. But Lord, I want to change. Remember Bishop taught that last week? We need a change. We don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same I was last, yesterday. I don't want to be the same that I was yesterday. I don't want that. I want to change. We've got to talk about, let's look at this. We've got to be willing to deny our own desires. We've got to deny our own self. My way. 
You're not doing it my way. My way is not even important. My way is not even important. How we think and what we think is not even important. What's important is that I'm showing the love of God. That's more important than anything we can do. Because in love, even if I am right, I'm willing to step back and shut my mouth for the sake of another soul. I have to prove my point, at least not in this moment. Not in this moment. I can be quiet and come back tomorrow and say the same thing in a different way by the leading of the Spirit. See, because now, let me tell you, arguing is, and this is just a sidebar here, arguing never wins. You argue, you're going to say something you didn't mean, and you'll never get it back. 40 years from now, you'll think of the same thing. For some of y'all will be here 40 years from now. 40 years from now, you'll think they'll st that same thing will be twinkling somewhere in their mind. And you've, you've apologized 15 times, but the enemy going to keep on bringing that thing to their mind. Arguing doesn't work. It doesn't help anybody. doesn't help anybody. Do I always agree with Bishop? Does Bishop always agree with me? No. But we purpose. We're not going to argue. Let's just hush and talk about it later. Don't argue. Because you say something, they say something. You say something else, they say something else. You say something, and both of y'all saying things that y'all really don't mean because both of y'all trying to win. Arguing never works. And, and then even let me go here. God's not pleased with this. Because this is, where did you ever hear Jesus argue? He said what he said and hushed. Praise the Lord. I don't know why I'd say that. I just do that in there. I just kind of felt like doing that in. We've got to be willing to deny our own desires. My right. I'm, my way is right. I'm going to ask y'all about that after church. My way is right. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Be willing to deny your own desires. Do whatever he tells you to do. Learn how to say, learn how to hush. Just, just be quiet. Shh. Learn just to be quiet. Because you know you ain't going nowhere. Oh my God. <laughs> just hush. You ain't going nowhere. And you don't mean half that stuff you're saying. And then when you want to go snuggle, Lord, let me help. Why, why Lord Jesus? Then you want to go snuggle and you too shame because of what you, Lord, help us. Love is the answer. And you've wasted so much time loving. We can all laugh on that, can't we? We're going to laugh with them. <laughs> we waste so much time loving. And that's just not in relationships, just in marriages. That's in even in relationships with family, parents and children. Parents and children, neighbors. You know, if we do things God's way, there will be peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. We birthed into a loving family. My parents never let us fight. I'm not saying we never did. But if we did, both of us got a beating. And I'm not talking about no spanking. We got beatings. My mama would have been in jail today. Daddy too. Oh, God, my daddy too. But we got beatings. Because siblings don't fight. Siblings, not, siblings are supposed to love. So in the household of faith, we should be known as loving one another. Not only is this love relationship and this fellowship with God for those of us in the church, it's for everybody. But the way you get it, you have to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Once you're birthed into the family of God, once you're birthed into the family of God, his love comes on the inside of you by way of the Holy Spirit. Because love is the character of the Holy Spirit. It's his character. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God and God is love. So once he comes in, love comes in. And we are born into the fellowship of love. The fellowship of love. We in here should be known as a fellowship of love.
The body of Christ should not be fighting each other around the world. You say it's red. You say it's dark pink. We, we shouldn't be fighting each other. You say it's black. You say it's white. And I can't love you because you say it's black and you say it's white. We have one common enemy. Jesus said he has other sheep that are not of this fold. Other sheep that are not of this fold. So if Jesus can love all kind of people, we ought to be able to love all kind of people. We shouldn't scorn people. We shouldn't be not willing to love people. If there's a man I want to come into this church and I, I, I'm praying, Holy Spirit, help me to get him in here. Because I believe if he comes in, God will set him free. Because he may not talk to me out in the street. He won't talk to me. But I know he's still a soul. If y'all understand what I'm saying. Every time I pass him, I pray for him. Don't even know his name. He lives alone. He sits out there by himself. Nobody there with him. But he's a soul. He's a soul. And my heart goes out to that soul. Because that could have been me. Just a few things tweaked a little differently. It would have been me. Few things tweaked a little differently. It could have been me. You see somebody walking down the street, a lady even on the street, or a man on the street, or whatever. Don't turn your nose up. Let the love of God extend to them and start praying for them every time you pass. You might be the one. You just might be the one that would cause that soul to change. Somebody pray for us. Somebody pray for me. Somebody pray for me. If it wasn't for the Lord on my side, if it wasn't for them praying, I don't know where I'd be. Can we love? Can we be the instruments of God's love? My way is not that important. My way is not that important. Love God and love people. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. Love God and love people. Love God and love people. This is one of those messages I want us all to examine our own hearts. Those of you who are online, examine your heart. Everybody, examine your own heart. There's some people some of us need to go and apologize to. There's some people we need to just, hey, I'm just sorry. And just purpose, I, we, we ain't gonna argue no more. We don't have to argue. I don't like what you did, but we ain't gonna argue about it. Don't mean I like everything Bishop does. Doesn't mean I know he don't like everything I do, but we don't argue. It's not necessary. Time wasted. Because you don't even go anywhere. People on your job. People, you know the people you, you kind of lifted your nose to? Be led of the Spirit. That's what you need to do. You're not always right. We are not always right. Our way is not always the best way. Just because we think it. In our homes. Our children see us fighting. Our children see us acting otherwise. The neighbors hear you hollering at each other. Oh, God help us. And then we, then you ask them to go church with you. <laughs> Lord help us. We are a mess. We can be. But we are the body of Christ. And he's working on us. He's teaching us to love. He's teaching us how to love God and love people. Amen. I love the Lord today. I pray, though, even those of you online, let us all search our hearts, even those here in the, in the audience. Let's search our hearts. Those of you online, search your hearts. What is it that God is speaking to you? Some of y'all need to go home and just have conversations with your wife. Some of those things that you've said and comparing her and, oh, God, help us. Our wives, you didn't have a conversation with your husband, comparing him to this person and that person and 
this and that and the other. Oh, God, help us. You're not going, you're not planning on leaving. But why keep saying the stuff that you want to hurt? You don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want your children to hear you. Is, is that what you, the example that you want in your home? Is that the example we want to raise our children? I don't think our children ever heard us argue, ever, ever. I don't think so. Because we don't argue. We, we don't argue. We may talk, but we don't argue. And if it seems like the argument, if it seems like it's going to get to an argument, we just shut up. I'm not, don't misunderstand me now. I'm not saying we don't disagree. But we've learned how to disagree in God. And still be holy. And still be holy at the end. And be holy. And I thank God that he's taught us that a long time ago. We've been in this thing a long time. A long time. So I don't have to be mad three or four days and then finally trying to throw your hat back in the room. You know, don't cook. Whatever. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to go there. Praise the Lord. That's another whole subject. Praise the Lord. We bless the Lord for you. Are we learning this morning? Are we hearing the Lord? I think what, what God is doing, I know what God is doing. He's challenging us. Because this is what real ministry is. It's to love people. It's to show the love of God. But he's using our homes, our surroundings to train us. We want to go forth in ministry, but he's using, all of us are being trained to minister. If you see your spouse getting all whatever, just go hug her. She made a getaway from me, but she knows she wants you to hug her because she loves you. Y'all don't have to fuss. He's training us. Come on, let's lift those hands. If there's anyone here who does not know Christ as Lord and Savior, I want where you are right now, where you are right there, just begin to talk to him from your heart. I want to come into the love relationship with you, Father. I want that. I want that. I want to know you and the fellowship of your suffering and the power of your resurrection. I want to know you, Christ. I want to know you as my personal Savior. Forgive me of my sins and wash me. Come on, mean it from your heart. If you mean it, you'll do it. And some of us need to be restored. Some of us need to be restored. God, forgive me. And some of us may have found ourselves, the word found us. I'm not throwing nothing at anybody. I don't know nothing about what y'all going through. Maybe a couple just talked to me about something, but it wasn't husband and wife stuff, wasn't relationship stuff. Not like that. So whatever we talked about this morning, we talked about it. And it's in the lesson, it's in the notes. <laughs> So you know where we are. Every one of us. I see areas where I can love more. I see areas where I can change. God, help me to grow up in you. I want to love you and love people more. Help me to love your way. I want you, Father, to be glorified in my life. I want you to be glorified in my life. God, help me this morning. Help us. Help us. Where we've fallen short, forgive us. And Lord, help us be willing to deny ourselves. That we don't look to have our way, but rather, God, that we would stand up strong in you. And your way, God, let us do what you say to Say what you say. And let us learn to be quiet when you say be quiet. And we bless you for it. Let the testimony of our lives change. Let the testimony of my life change. 
regardless of where I go and who I'm with, regardless of what my character has been with them before, when they see me again, the testimony is that you have changed. What's different about you? Help me, Lord, because I want to please you. I want to serve you. I want to honor you. You've been too good to me. You've loved me. You got me from some crazy places, Lord. Mm. From some dark places. You brought me. But yet, yet, I haven't served you like I should. You've given me everything I need, Father. So help me to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it. Those of you online, come on, let's tell him thank you. Those in the house, tell the Lord thank you. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.